Since the war in Gaza broke out on the 7th of October, there has been a big debate around the world about the death toll and whether or not the deaths reported by Gaza's health ministry can be trusted. The U.S. government and President Joe Biden himself have echoed Israel, claiming that Gaza's health ministry cannot be trusted because it's controlled by Hamas. But there have been many pieces of strong evidence from independent sources showing that the health ministry in Gaza is accurate and has a long history of being accurate. In fact, in December, the world's leading medical journal, The Lancet, published an article that is peer-reviewed by scientists at John Hopkins University in the United States, and they showed that there is no evidence of the death toll by Gaza's health ministry being inflated. Just a few weeks before, in November, The Lancet, again, the world's leading medical journal, also published a peer-reviewed article by scientists in the UK, and they also looked at the death toll and specifically the names of all of the deaths with the identities and IDs reported in Gaza by the health ministry, and they also concluded that the data is accurate. There is no evidence of the data being exaggerated. And in fact, on the contrary, if anything, the death toll reported by Gaza's health ministry is probably understated. In a moment, I'm going to analyze those reports from a leading medical journal. But before then, I want to respond to the comments made by U.S. President Joe Biden back in October. What they say to me is I have no notion that the Palestinians are telling the truth about how many people are killed, but I have no confidence in the number that the Palestinians are using. Now, despite what Biden said, the U.S. government itself, the U.S. State Department, uses the statistics reported by Gaza's health ministry in its own internal documents. This was reported by the Huffington Post. They noted that Out of 20 State Department situation reports on Gaza from October, at least 12 of them, over half, used the statistics reported by the Gaza Health Ministry. And by the way, this even includes a report that was written by the State Department on October 25th, the same day when Biden made those ridiculous comments. Furthermore, in one of these internal State Department documents, a U.S. official wrote that the Gaza health ministry figures might be too conservative. He wrote, quote, the numbers are likely much higher according to the U.N. and NGOs reporting on the situation. Now, I'm speaking to you today on the 18th of December, and the latest statistics from the Gaza health ministry as of the 17th of December is that roughly 19,000 Palestinians have been killed in the in Gaza and also in the West Bank since October. And the latest numbers are 18,787 Palestinians killed in Gaza, roughly 12,000 of whom, nearly 13,000, were women and children. That means about 70% of the people killed in Gaza have been women and children. And there have also been nearly 300 Palestinians killed in the occupied West Bank. And in fact, Israel has been killing its own civilian hostages, Israeli civilians who were trying to flee captivity in Gaza. This is a horrific scandal that was exposed this December in which the Israeli military shot and killed 
three different Israeli hostages who had no shirts on and they were waving a white flag that said help in Hebrew. They were shouting in Hebrew and yet Israel still killed them. These are clear examples of how the Israeli military is basically killing everyone they see with a scorched earth campaign and they are massacring civilians. And I should point out this chilling quote made by an Israeli politician this December because it really shows that this Israeli regime is increasingly fascistic. And this was reported by the mainstream Israeli newspaper, the Jerusalem Post. It is titled, Israel should make Gaza look like Auschwitz, council head. And it is quoting remarks that were made by the the head of the council of the Israeli city of Metula in northern Israel. And he said in an, an interview with Israel's radio station 103 FM, he said that the Israeli Navy must transport all of Gaza's population to Lebanon, so ethnically cleanse Gaza. He said Gaza should be, quote, completely empty, quote, it should resemble the Auschwitz concentration camp, the Nazi death camp, and he said, quote, the entire Gaza Strip should be emptied and leveled flat, just like in Auschwitz, let it become a museum, showcasing the capabilities of the state of Israel and dissuading anyone from living in the Gaza Strip. This is the rhetoric of Israeli politicians, and yet Western governments, especially the U.S. government, are trying to deny the reality of the massacre of Palestinian civilians by Israel and disputing the death toll, which is completely preposterous if you actually look at the basic evidence, which is what I'm going to do today. Before I look at the two different peer-reviewed articles in The Lancet, I also want to briefly survey an article that was done by The Washington Post, the most mainstream establishment newspaper in Washington, D.C. This is from November, and it's titled, Why News Outlets and the UN Rely on the Gaza Health Ministry for Death Tolls. And the report noted that international organizations, including the UN, usually rely on the Gaza health ministry figures as they are seen as the best available. Many experts consider figures provided by the ministry reliable given its access sources and accuracy in past statements. And they quoted a leader of Human Rights Watch saying, quote, everyone uses the figures from the Gaza health ministry because they are generally proven to be reliable. The article also noted, by the way, that the health ministry in Gaza has received funding from the Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, which is Hamas's political rival. And ironically, the health ministry in Gaza is often seen as leaning more toward the Palestinian Authority run by Fatah, once again, that is Hamas's political rival. So referring to the Gaza health ministry's death toll as so-called Hamas propaganda is completely ridiculous on so many levels. And this brings me back to the two peer-reviewed articles published in the Lancet Medical Journal. This is from December 6th, and it is called No Evidence of Inflated Mortality Reporting from the Gaza Ministry of Health. And it's by three scholars from Johns Hopkins University, that is a leading university in the U.S. that ironically is actually very closely linked to the U.S. State Department. And these scholars are from the Bloomberg School of Public Health, named after the billionaire oligarch Michael Bloomberg, and they're from the Department of Environmental Health and Engineering. So these three scholars 
This, this scholar is also from the same school from the Department of Biostatistics, and this scholar is from the Center for Humanitarian Health, also at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. So they are leading medical experts, and they wrote in their peer-reviewed report that the Gaza Ministry of Health has historically reported accurate mortality data, and the discrepancies between the Gaza Ministry of Health reporting and independent analyses from the United Nations in previous conflicts, previous Israeli wars on Gaza, those discrepancies have ranged from 1.5% to 3.8%. So very small discrepancies. Now what's even more incredible is the discrepancy between the Gaza Ministry of Health death toll and the death toll from Israel itself from Israel's foreign ministry was 8% in the 2014 war. I need to underscore this point. The death toll reported by Israel, which of course is not in any way going to exaggerate the death toll in Gaza. They're the ones accusing the Palestinian authorities in Gaza, not the PA with capital P and capital A, but the authorities, the Gaza health authorities in, in, in inside Gaza. Israel is accusing them of inflating the death figures, but in the past, their death figures were only 8% different from Israel's. So this is such an important point that is mentioned in this report. So the scholars conclude that skepticism of the current reports by the Gaza Ministry of Health might undermine the efforts to reduce civilian harm and provide life-saving assistance. And I think this is one of the main reasons that Israel and the United States and other supporters of this brutal war, one of the reasons that they're trying to discredit the obviously credible statistics from the Gaza Ministry of Health because they're trying to prevent the war from ending. They're trying to prevent Palestinian civilians from being protected. And they're trying to prevent the provision of life-saving assistance. Now, in this report in the leading medical journal, the scholars used publicly available data and compared the Gaza Ministry of Health's mortality reports with several different separate sources of mortality reporting and, quote, found no evidence of inflated rates. They looked at specifically the data reported by the United Nations through UNRWA, the UN Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees, and they found similar daily trends. And they, in fact, noted that the Gaza Ministry of Health mortality rates are lower than the rates reported for UNRWA staff. That is to say that, again, if anything, the Gaza Ministry of Health data might be conservative, understating the actual death figures. Now, the scholars noted that, obviously, when you have a war going on, mortality reporting is difficult to conduct in ongoing conflicts. It notes that, however, difficulties obtaining accurate mortality figures should not be interpreted as intentionally misreported data. And they concluded noting that the situation in Gaza is severe with high levels of civilian harm and extremely restricted access to aid. It notes that there is a humanitarian imperative to save civilian lives by ensuring appropriate medical supplies, food, water, and fuel are provided immediately. On that note, let's look at the other peer-reviewed article in the Lancet 
related to Gaza's death toll. This was published on the 26th of November, and it's called Excess Mortality in Gaza, and it's only looking at the data from the 7th to the 26th of October. And this report was published, this peer-reviewed article was published by three scholars at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. This scholar is from the Faculty of Epidemiology and Population Health. This scholar is as well, and this scholar is. So they're all from the same department at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, and they analyzed the list of 7,000 deaths that was published by the Gaza Ministry of Health, and their initial examination suggested reasonable data quality. They only identified one duplicated ID number, one instance of an implausible age, and 281 deaths missing an ID number. So altogether, that only represents 4% of the records that missed an important element of the data, but only two of them were implausible. So they said, quote, we consider it implausible that these patterns would arise from data fabrication. They concluded that the statistics published by the Ministry of Health are very likely accurate. And by the way, they also found that children, women, and elderly people represented 68% of the analyzable deaths, roughly 70%, which has been a consistent figure throughout this. At least 70% of the deaths in Gaza are civilians. Now, probably more are civilians because of the remaining 30%, that includes men of military age, men who are under age 60. But, but of course, not every man in Gaza between aged 18 and 60 is a militant. So again, the actual death toll of civilians is likely higher than 70%. But Again, this is as conservative as you're going to get in the estimates. And they have three very useful charts in here. And if you look up their reports, you can find this, this data yourself. Now, this peer-reviewed article notes that the death reporting system currently being used by the Palestinian Ministry of Health in Gaza was assessed in 2021, two years before the current war, and it was found to under-report mortality by 13%. That is to say that there is a history of the Gaza Health Ministry understating the death figures. And the report also acknowledges that it is plausible that the current Palestinian Ministry of Health source also underreports mortality because of the direct effect of the war on data capture and reporting, for example, by omitting people whose bodies could not be recovered or brought to morgues. Furthermore, the assessments of Palestinian Ministry of Health data validity in the 2014 conflict also showed them to be accurate, and they saw no obvious reason to doubt the validity of the data between the 7th and 26th of October from 2023. They said, furthermore, that as the war continues, and is, of course, what they don't say is, but all I'll add is that as Israel bombs more and more civilian infrastructure and destroys hospitals and government buildings in Gaza, it is very likely that, as they wrote, the scholars wrote, Palestinian Ministry of Health information systems might degrade, causing further underreporting. And Again, I want to emphasize that the scholars in this peer-reviewed study, they use data from not only the Palestinian Ministry of Health, but they also double-check that data with the World Health Organization, the United Nations 
Palestine Refugees Ministry, UNRWA, and also the UN Population Fund. So there is a lot of evidence showing that we can trust the Gaza Health Ministry data, and if anything, the roughly 20,000 Palestinians killed in the past two months is probably a conservative figure. Now, on the subject of Israel killing civilians in Gaza, I briefly mentioned earlier this horrific scandal from this December in which, as PBS reported, I'm reading the headline, three hostages killed in Gaza by Israeli troops were shirtless and waving a white flag, official says. And this is from the Associated Press and AP Newswire. And this was reported widely. Here's a report from CBS News, quote, Hostages were carrying white flag on a stick when Israeli troops mistakenly shot them dead in Gaza, IDF says. British state media BBC even reported that the Israeli hostages that, who were shot by the IDF had put SOS, save us, in Hebrew on that white flag and it was written with leftover food. This is leading some mainstream media outlets to acknowledge that Israel is carrying on a massacre in Gaza. As Time Magazine wrote, as Israel reckons with killing of hostages, critics worry about routine excessive force against civilians. This was also a newswire from the AP, and it wrote, quote, for critics, the incident underscores what they say is the excessively violent conduct of Israel's security apparatus against Palestinians. And it quotes the Israeli human rights group, Betsalem. I need to emphasize, this is an Israeli human rights group. And they said, quote, we have documented over the years countless incidents of people who clearly surrendered and who were still shot. That is shot and killed by the Israeli military. And it notes, quote, a long trend of largely unpunished excessive force, not only against Palestinians, but even now against Israelis. And on this subject, I should point out that there is a growing body of evidence from mainstream sources showing that Israel also killed a lot of its own civilians on the 7th of October. This horrific incident in December in which Israel shot three Israeli hostages, that's not the first time. And of course, the, the, the mainstream media, corporate media reporting on this is still quite limited. Although again, I'm looking at Israeli sources here. I'm looking at Western media. These are not media outlets that are in any way biased against Israel. In any way, in, in many cases, they're actually biased in favor of Israel, but they're starting to reluctantly acknowledge some of these facts. And I, and I should say that, you know, because I'm talking about this, instantly this video would be demonetized on YouTube, which is why I'm just going to turn off the monetization. Because if you talk about these, these complex, you know, nuanced debates, then, you know, the corporate media overlords that run Silicon Valley and these big tech companies like, like Google, which owns YouTube, they will immediately disincentivize these kinds of discussions. But it's very important to actually look at the evidence. And this is a report that was published in Hebrew by the leading Israeli newspaper Haaretz, which is often referred to as the New York Times of Israel. Now, my Hebrew is quite weak, so I will use the auto-translate. This is from Google Translate. And it's not perfect, but you can get the main thrust of this article, which is that Hamas did not know in advance about the music festival when they launched their attack. And it also acknowledged that an Israeli military helicopter killed some of the civilians who were at this music festival. So this is 
an acknowledgement by Israel's leading newspaper in Hebrew. Of course, they're not advertising this a lot in English, but in Hebrew, this is an acknowledgement that, one, Hamas did not intentionally target the civilians in the music festival in Israel. That's an important piece of propaganda that is being dispelled. And two, Hamas also was not the only force that killed civilians. Israel, the Israeli military, killed many Israeli civilians itself. And if you read, this is a report from the 18th of November from Haaretz. Haaretz. It says that there is a growing assessment in the security establishment that that Hamas, they refer to them as terrorists, of course. So again, this is this is itself a biased Israeli media outlet. But it says that when they carried out the attack on the 7th of October, they did not know in advance about the music festival that was held near this kibbutz. And the article also refers to them as the bad guys. I mean, so once again, this is this is not in any way, you know, neutral reporting. This is pro-Israel reporting, but it's acknowledging the fact. And the report notes, according to a source in the Israeli police, an investigation of the incident revealed that an IDF combat helicopter that arrived at the scene fired at the Hamas militants and killed some of the revelers, some of the people dancing, some of the Israeli civilians. They were killed by the Israeli military. The article also reports, citing Israeli police sources, that the date of the music festival was changed and they acknowledge that this last-minute change reinforces the assessment that Hamas did not know about the incident. And it notes that the vast majority of the people at the Israelis at this music festival, they did manage to escape because the decision was made to stop the party half an hour before shots were even heard. Now, it was not just Haaretz that reported this. As Al Jazeera noted, another Israeli media outlet, Channel 12, also obtained a copy of the Israeli police report. And that report, again, showed that Hamas did not intentionally target the music festival. It was not their plan. And of course, people who support the far-right prime minister of Israel, Netanyahu, will say, you know, Haaretz is liberal propaganda because it is a newspaper that is critical of Netanyahu. But again, this was reported across the Israeli media. And this is not the only report. It has also been reported that that on October 7th, the Israeli military killed many civilians with tank shells. And this is a report from Turkish media. This is state media. Um, so, of course, Turkey has been very critical of Israel. But this report cites reports from Israel's Channel 12. And in an interview on Israel's Channel 12, an Israeli witness revealed that on the day of the Hamas attack, Israeli tanks targeted both their own citizens and also Hamas members, and Israeli tanks shot houses, civilian houses, where Israelis were were being held and killed many civilians, including children. So once again, we should keep in mind that there is a lot of evidence that the Israeli military is not only killing thousands of Palestinian civilians, but was also complicit in killing its own civilians. One of the best independent media outlets for reporting on Israel-Palestine is the Electronic Intifada, and they have a really good article that looks at some of the evidence that's titled, Israeli Forces Shot Their Own Civilians, Kibbutz Survivor Says, and this includes the translation of a Hebrew language interview with one of these witnesses.
Another very good independent media outlet, Mondo Weiss, has been doing very good reporting on this, and they have documented a list of some of the reports that shows that the Israeli military killed Israeli civilians on the October 7th Hamas attack. But when you look at Israel's just massacre of civilians, its indiscriminate attacks on civilian infrastructure in Gaza, it's not surprising that the Israeli military has killed many of its own civilians as well because its attacks are completely indiscriminate. This has been acknowledged by the most mainstream of human rights organizations like Amnesty International, which published a devastating report on the 20th of October, just two weeks into this war, titled Damning Evidence of War Crimes as Israeli Attacks Wipe Out Entire Families in Gaza. It describes Israel's attack as a cataclysmic assault with unlawful attacks, indiscriminate attacks, mass civilian casualties that must be investigated as war crimes with horrific destruction and Israel wiping out entire families in blatant violation of international humanitarian law. Quote, Israeli forces have shown a shocking disregard for civilian lives. This is why top experts at the United Nations have warned that the people of Palestine in Gaza and also the West Bank, but especially Gaza, are at the risk of genocide. I constantly cite this statement in my analyses, but I think it's so important. And this is an official statement on the off the website of the United Nations Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights. And it says very clearly that Israeli officials are inciting genocide in Gaza and a second Nekba. An Israeli minister, a close ally of far-right Prime Minister Netanyahu, said very clearly that Israel is carrying out a new Nekba, referring to the ethnic cleansing that created Israel in 1948 with the mass expulsion of hundreds of thousands of indigenous Palestinians and the massacre of many Palestinian civilians. I mean, if you have a functioning brain, if you can read, it is impossible to deny this genocidal intent. As I showed at the beginning of this analysis, I'm going to conclude today with this chilling quote from the head of the council of the Israeli city of Matula. He said, as the Jerusalem Post newspaper reported, Israel should make Gaza look like Auschwitz, referring to the Nazi death camp. Quote, the entire Gaza Strip should be emptied and leveled flat, just like in Auschwitz. Let it become a museum showcasing the capabilities of the state of Israel and dissuading anyone from living in the Gaza Strip. I quoted that earlier. I'm ending my analysis today with that because it just speaks for itself. On that note, I am going to conclude. It's absolutely horrific what is going on. But if you want to get up-to-date analysis. You can always come here to Geopolitical Economy Report, and you can find the videos, of course, on YouTube. If you're watching there, please like and subscribe, especially considering that a lot of these reports that I do, I have to demonetize, demonetize because if I don't, YouTube will instantly demonetize them, and that pushes them down on the algorithm. So when I demonetize them, that also pushes them down on the algorithm, but not as much. So it's always an uphill battle. So please share this, this reporting that I do. And if you prefer listening, you can also check out the Geopolitical Economy Report podcast. I'm Ben Norton. I will see you next time.